Josh Baskin makes a wish. Jimmy Dugan manages a baseball team. Sam Baldwin talks to a radio host. Andrew Beckett sues his former employer. Forrest Gump runs. Jim Lovell tries to get back home. Captain John Miller searches for a soldier. Paul Edgecombe is changed by a prisoner. And Chuck Noland finds himself deserted. This time on the Oscar should have gone to Tom Hanks, part one. And the Oscar goes to... And the Oscar goes to... And the Oscar goes to And the Oscar goes Dustin Hoffman for Rain Man Gene Hackman and Unforgiveness And the Oscar goes to Tom Hanks in Philadelphia Tom Hanks and Forrest Gump And the Oscar is awarded to Nicholas Cage, Roberto Benigni, and Life is Beautiful. Russell Crowe. <laughs> I Forrest mean, Gump runs. He does. That's your takeaway from this? I don't know if you're familiar with the very famous line, run, okay. Forrest. Run. Run. Okay. Uh, so let's address the, uh, the first thing. The elephants the in elephants the room. The elephants in the room are new mics. We got new microphones. I'm so pissed that we didn't have these for the last... 50 fucking episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we just spit on them, I think. Guys, um, so we're sitting here. Usually we use like, we have been for the last 35 episodes using basically like lav mics that are clipped on. I don't um, even know what that but, is. But uh, now we have that. like mics that are sitting in front of us. We're both wearing... Cans? Head- yeah, we're wearing cans. We're wearing headphones. Um, Plus I got these old cans. Oh, kick them down the road. Just grab my boobs. <laughs> Um, it's a very delicious dish in here. Oh my God, it is. Yeah. I am, I feel like I am speaking lower. Maybe because yeah. I can like hear You're myself really dropped more. dropped in. Yeah. I am. Yeah, because we've got I'm the, rooted. Because of the cans. Mm. Yeah. Mm. This is a real ASMR. Like I get ASMR now, I guess. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You're turned on by your own voice. Yeah, I do. You know how people like hate their voices? I'm yeah. actually fine with mine. My face, different story. Sure. But voice, it's all right. All right. People always tell me I have a really nice voice, and I actually don't agree when yeah, I hear my voice. Yeah, I don't agree with voice. that either. I think it's I fine. I don't care for um, it. I think it sounds great in my head, but then when I hear it, I'm like, eh, yeah, yeah, it's whatever. Your personality's rough. People are not going to be able to hear my dog anymore. It's going to be crazy. Um, so can I just quickly tell you the saga of my couch? Yes. So, so this is so this happy is new course. year. This is our first episode of 2020. Welcome to a new decade, baby. And in case everybody is like, what have you guys been doing on our break? Here's what I've been doing. Yeah. I've had a, I've had some drama in my life yes. and the drama is very large yeah. in this, in a, in that it's a very large sofa. Yeah. Couch related. Long story short, I bought a new couch, mm-hmm. uh, un, and, and I bought, I walked into the store. I didn't mean to do it, but I was on crazy sale. Yeah. Like truly, I impulse bought a couch, which right. is wild and wildly. How'd like, your husband feel about that? Irresponsible of me. Like not great. Yeah. He was not pleased. Right. Not psyched about it, especially because he loved the old couch. But it was old, and it also just collect. The dog is allowed. The dog runs the show here, and so she's allowed on the couch. She's gonna get on the fucking couch, right? No, she's not. So anyway. 
so she there's the couch is just covered in hair. So I really wanted a leather couch yes. forever because you just wipe it away. Sure. So I bought this couch like without taking any measurements, and they came and delivered it on <laughs> Tuesday. And um, the guys were like in Armenian, like conversing, mm. and then we're like, "It's not. It will not fit." And I was like, "I'm sorry. Uh, what now?" And they're like, "No, it won't go. No, it's not gonna go." Yeah. And it wouldn't go in the front, and it wouldn't go in the back. Boy, this and is I go, the story of your life. Huh? It re- <laughs> <laughs> Don't be crass. <laughs> and Don't I was like, "Blue on my new microphone." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on now. Come on. Come on. Anyway, I go, what, what am I going to do? And he was like, just shrugged and was like, hmm, return it. And I was like, I can't. It's a floor model. I it got was a deal. Crazy sale. Crazy sale. And also, like, I paid to have it delivered from Costa Mesa, all of this shit. <laughs> God, I'm, now I'm retelling the story and I'm like, this is a nightmare. Yeah. And so they just put it in the garage and we're like, peace. Like, I, we can't help you. Like, don't know what to say. And I was like, cool. By the way, at this point, I had already sold our old sofa. Right. So we were just like, sofa Yeah. So we are so flesh. Um, oh God, I'm having PTSD even telling the story. So I called this man named Manny. Shout out to Manny's delivery service. I think that's what it's called. Manny's furniture. I don't know. Manny. Manny. If you Google him, just Google Manny. Google Manny, and he will come. It, like I honestly am like flash the bat, flash the bat signal. Manny, Manny will signal. come. Yeah. The Manny signal. Um, Manny came, and he and I. He was like. I don't know. It's going to be tight. Yeah. He came and like did the measurements and checked it out. And I was like, and he was like, don't worry. I got you. I'll handle it. He fucking took the hundreds year old grate off of the front of the window here, unbolted Uh it, uh, took the screen out, fucking flew my couch in through my front living room window. So it was like a piano situation. It was like a piano situation. I swear to God, I wasn't here because I was like, my heart can't take it. Yeah. I will not be able to handle this. Was Maddie here? Maddie or, was here. No, he, just yeah, left, I just gave him the you keys. just left Scout in, in, <laughs> in charge. Scout let him in. Uh, anyway, that's what happened. But I just want everybody out there to know that it's 2020 and miracles can happen. Yeah. My couch, which is 103 inches long, that's a big couch, came in, flew in to my house through the window. And now my life is complete, and I'll never be able to move, and I'll die here. That's it. Do you think they'll be able to hear my dog drinking water? I can definitely hear it in the cans. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, That's amazing. What a story. It's a good story. Did you have a story? Let's see. Um, do I have a story about 2020? I don't. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So yours has been less, less interesting than mine. I haven't been up too much. Um, did we want to talk, did you want to talk about Ricky Gervais at all out in the Golden Globes? I just didn't think it was that funny. I wasn't offended. That's exactly how I felt. I was like, whatever, do those jokes, just be funny. Just be funnier. Yeah. Like I thought the Leonardo DiCaprio one was funny and then he the took Epstein it. The Epstein stuff I thought was funny. But yeah. Who, who was it I was talking to? I think Kelly Ewing was the one saying that he does that thing where he basically like kind of explains all his jokes after yeah. he tells them not in nope. that exact way but no he did the the he always it's like he's like a Saturday Night Live sketch where it's always like you always go on for a minute too long yeah. I'm like if you just let it land and then move on it would have been funnier but you got to gild the lily with yeah. like like the he roasted Leonardo DiCaprio and that was a funny bit right. and then was like even Prince Andrews and I was like no you know 
you don't need to keep going. No. It's I funnier. Mean, by the way, congratulations to Prince Andrew for moving up that chart <laughs> uh, this week with uh, Prince Harry stepping away. Yeah. Um, that guy needed a win. He really and did. He really did. He's had a rough year. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just didn't think it was that My favorite thing. part about it is the other day, uh, the Academy tweeted that there would officially be no host for the Oscars again this year. Damn it. And he Damn it. We keep missing our opportunity. It. I know. He retweeted it with like the crying, laughing face. It's like, yes, Ricky, the Oscars, the most watched next to the Super Bowl like thing every single year a month before the Oscars, only decided not to have a host because of your performance at the Golden yeah. Globes. That's why that happened. Yeah, and he, I just, yeah, yeah, I don't know. And he kept being like, I don't care, I don't care. And I was like, all right, then why are you even doing it? Then yeah. why are you here? Why are you doing this? Yeah. I don't mind, everybody's like, oh, I loved, he roast. I'm like, I don't care, you can roast them all you want. I just, I'm like, be funnier. It was funny the first time he did it, like when he did it. 10 years ago or whatever, yeah. and was like roasting people. It was funny. Yeah, I don't yeah, mind that. Whatever. Um, Amy and Tina. Amy and back. Tina for life. Yeah. Are they, they, are they? They already announced it. God damn it. They should do it every year. It should only be them. I have yeah. such a crush on Tina Fey. Um, should we jump into this thing? I guess so. So. No, I'm sorry. I, that sounded like very negative. I'm actually very pumped for this. Tom Hanks has been in every good movie ever. Listen. Who doesn't love Tom Hanks? This was not a chore. No. Uh, there were, you know, there are some, when we did Meryl and we did Glenn, there are... S- some chorish movies. Some chorish movies. You know, it's not exciting to watch the French lieutenant's no. woman. No, it's really not. Or Iron Weed? Iron Weed. Yeah. Or Albert Nobbs. <laughs> that was a bummer. <laughs> but this is like a fucking delight. Yeah. So uh, we're del- we're, de- we're delving into Tom Hanks. We're doing it in two parts. We're so- sort of talk. We'll tell our t- tell our listeners why we're talking about Tom Hanks. Kind of why it's topical. Um, well, so an interesting thing about Tom Hanks, who of course is one of our biggest movie stars mm. and f- has been for Splash was in 1984. That was his first big movie. So America's about, father. Yeah, we're talking about 35, 36 years of acting uh, in film. Um, Tom Hanks is likely, we're recording this on a Saturday, by the time you hear this, the Academy Awards nomination will probably be out, he's likely to get his first Academy Award nomination since the year 2001, first performance in Castaway, mm-hmm. which was in 2000. Which is wild. Which is wild. And he hasn't won since 1994? Four. Yeah. Wild. Um, so we kind of split this up, we're going to talk about, uh, some Tom Hanks performances, this episode will actually encompass all of his nominations because we're going to do through 2000 and then we're going to do post 2000. Um, we'll talk about some movies that maybe should have gotten nominated for then. And we'll talk about some movies maybe you should have gotten nominated for in this. I, um, kind of, I have 10 movies. Now I have 10 movies here on my list that I thought we would touch on. Okay. Um, You're driving the train, but I'm driving that train. But I, I have, have opinion. But I'm on the train, and I'm like in the dining car, like yeah. drunkenly shouting my opinions. Sure. I thought we would start just really briefly with Splash, which is not an Oscar movie. No. Um, but is his big first film lead role? Yeah. Was that um, that was after volu- well, it was after Volunteers? But I guess it was a yeah a hit. Um, I had never seen Splash. Really? So I watched it for the first time. Oh. And that movie is horny as fuck. It is real horny. Yeah. It is. Everybody wants that fuck Daryl Hannah, yeah. who does not 
do it for me personally. Sure. She's like a real Not even 80s. as L Driver. What? When she's playing L Driver in the Kill Bill movies. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's her name there. Um, no. Well, she's great in those, but she like physically is just like not my... It's not your type. Not my cup of tea. Yeah. Um, but... Tom Hanks is so so charming in Splash. Yeah, yeah. He's such. He's. I mean, you can kind of see the the movie star he was to become just because he seems so like everything seems in the same way that like Meryl, this very Meryl, he is so. It's so. It seems so easy for him. Yes, I think he he's in general. I would say in comparison to someone like Meryl, less transformative. Yes, I completely agree. He's always a little, he's he really Tom, brings he's himself. He's a little Tom Hanks. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. I've said before on this podcast, my favorite movie star is maybe Denzel Washington, who's always yeah. partially Denzel Washington. 100%. And you know what? I don't care. Doesn't matter. Tom Cruise, I don't care. Well, that's why they're movie stars. Yeah. Because they're, I mean, that's, I think that's a big difference also between being like an actor and being a movie star. Right. Meryl Streep, I think, happens to be both. Right. But I think... And this is not to take away there. I mean, Tom Hanks is amazing, yeah. but he is first, first and foremost, like a movie star. Right. Like I'd watch him read the phone book. Even his speech of the Golden Globes was like a little cheesy, a little dad, yeah. but also like I'm here for it. Yeah. Like I, there's Be professional show up on time. Yeah. I love that. Check the gate. Check the gate. The gate, the gate is good. The gate is he good. He took a while to get back to that. I was a little bit like, Ooh, where's this going? Have you yeah. lost your train of thought? But then he went back to it. Yeah. He found it. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't even realize he was getting that award when we decided we were going to do this. So thanks, Tom. Thanks. Really? Thanks to the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. By the way, yesterday at my job, I helped a member of the HFPA. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you talk about it? How'd you know that? How'd you know? Because he uh, was returning something and he gave me an email address that did not exist uh, in our system. And then he was like, oh, it went to my HFPA email address. Oh, God. That feels very drop name, whatever. Like, okay. All right, calm down, man. All right, no one respects you guys. You know that, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's you're a joke. Uh, but I will say um, that clip package of his was great, quite yeah. impressive. Um, I don't have a ton else to say about Splash. Um, Ugh, R.I.P. John Candy. I love John Candy. Great. One of the best. Fun to see Eugene Levy. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom Hanks was not nominated for an Academy Award for Splash, just out of... Uh, these were the nominees that year. Jeff Bridges for Starman, a movie I've not seen. Albert Finney for Under the Volcano, a movie I've not seen. Mm, no, me neither. Sam Waterston for The Killing Fields, a movie Ooh, that we watched. yes. Tom Hulse for Amadeus. Ugh, Tom Hulse all and the way. And the winner was F. Murray Abraham for Amadeus. Oh. Um, Anyway, it's tough. Anyway, it, but either one of the Amadeus people, Tom Hanks and Splash. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. That's so right. we don't give Tom Hanks an Academy Award no. for Splash. No. Um, All the awards to Amadeus that year. Man, what a shit year that was. Yeah, it was a bad year. But Amadeus, great film. Amadeus. I actually saw I saw Evan Susser yesterday. Really? Yeah, I ran into him. Oh, how's he doing? He seems fine. Thank you. Um, Lunch with our, Maddie this our, week. He was on our 1984 episode, so that's if, why you're bringing that's this why up. I'm bringing it up. Yeah. Um. So then we uh, move forward four years to Big, which was his first nomination. Oh, this nominated movie. Nominated for paying Josh Baskin. A lot of these movies he was actually nominated for I didn't rewatch because we have watched them for the podcast. For the podcast. Within the last couple of years. Yeah. So most of the stuff I actually watched of his was stuff that we didn't focus on on the podcast. But. Um. So 
I think the thing, and this is not revolutionary to say, but the thing that's so crazy and great about Big, because the movie itself is like, I think, fine. I don't, I know, I'm one of the few people I feel like that like don't love Big. Sure. But um, the thing that's so amazing about him and his performance is he is a kid. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think we talked about this, like, he's not a little kid. Like when he wishes to be big, he's not a little kid. Right. So he's, so he's not playing it like he's playing it so well because it is, I think the, the, I, I can't think of an example, but I know that recently, and maybe you saw the, what is it? Little, the, the one that they, yeah. Yes. And I think a lot of times what happens when this, what happens is like when people are adults playing kids, it doesn't, match up sort of with the kid or they play it too young. They right. play it like I'm like, it would have well, been easy. the reverse. It's actually a kid playing, playing some, somebody younger. Yeah. Right, right, right. But my, my I'm, right. I'm getting mixed up, but my point is here that like he does, I think he does a good job of not leaning into like, I am a kid. Yeah. He, he plays it like it's a real yeah. like preteen, which makes like sense to me. And he seems like and it's kind of heartbreaking when he's like, like, and he's like scared and like away from his mom, and like it's a little upsetting sometimes that that movie. It's a little disturbing. Yeah. Um, Especially when like he fucks he's Elizabeth fucking Elizabeth Perkins, or she's trying to fuck him, and you're like, you're trying to fuck like a twelve year old. Okay, does that really happen? I don't. Do they sleep together? Do they actually? Does I it think actually somebody happen? told me that it, they did. Maybe they do, and I don't don't remember. I'm just thinking of like the like sleepover scene. Where yeah, like, where like, they like yeah in the. Bunk beds. But then they're like together. I think he's going to be fucked up and need therapy. He Josh definitely Baskin. fingered her. Okay. <laughs> well, you're working really blue on our new mics and I don't care for it. Get your filthy mouth away from that foam. Uh, uh, I think because I, I like Big better than you, but I can see not loving the whole movie. But yeah, I think his performance is actually incredible in Big. Yeah. Um, I think Splash probably made him a movie star, but Big, I think, cements him as like, oh, this guy... Is, is good. Is really good. Splash made a movie star. Big made him an actor. Mm. Think about that. You don't think Bosom Buddies <laughs> did that? Or that episode of The Love Boat that he was on, I guess. Right. Who else? Hey, who else has uh, The Love Boat as part of their package? Kathy? I've been trying to figure who out is who Kathy? Kathy is. Who is Kathy? Since it happened. Please, somebody tell us who Kathy is. I can't. I can't. Kathy Moriarty? Would she have been there? <laughs> I have no idea. Is that he's they related to Dean Moriarty? What from Raging Bull? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to think of who, um, like Catherine's, or Catherine Schwarzenegger. Because the weird thing, like at the Golden Globes, is like it was all people there. There were people there that are older than. Tom Hanks, but mm-hmm. they were already movie stars, so they yeah. wouldn't like De Niro and Al Pacino well, and, and Meryl they, Streep would never have been on the level. Yeah, well, and and she's and he seven hundred percent, and she, but but also he noticed her, which means her hand, which means she was close enough to the stage, and they only put like the bigger stars. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, somebody tell us. He's like in a weird. I feel like he's in a weird age group where he's sort of like in between. Yeah, he's not an age. He's not like Robert De Niro, like that. Right. That that he's age. Like probably like fifteen years younger than those guys. Yeah, 15, 20 years younger than them, and but older than like older than most of the other yeah. group of people. Do you think they can hear Scout walking? <laughs> Maybe these mics are too powerful. Wow, I didn't even think about that. 
But maybe they like it. Maybe that's it, like ASMR. Yeah, it's like giving. So it's like we're in a it's our little creepy haunted click, house. Click, 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 click. Okay, so so these are the nominees in 1988 for best actor, other than Tom Hanks. Gene Hackman for Mississippi Burning. Mm. Edward James Almost for Stand and Deliver. Max von Sydow for Pell the Conqueror. Mm. And the winner, Dustin Hoffman for Rain Man. Oh, God, I hate Dust. I hate that movie, and I hate Dustin Hoffman in that movie. I hate Rain Man. I want it known. Um, that's tough because Gene Hackman's really good. He's great. I have not seen either of those other two movies. Me neither. Pell the Conqueror is, a f- I think, a foreign film, so it just makes it seem like it probably would have been tough for him to win just mm-hmm. based on the Academy. Yeah. I'd give it to I'd give it to Tom. I love that you'd give it to Tom. I'd give it to Tom Hanks and Big. Honestly, I think this is a I think I I think I would too. And and because the Academy under underrepresents comedy, comedy. Mm-hmm. and doesn't don't doesn't realize how doesn't seem to realize how difficult it is and how he's playing a different age group, which is yeah. such an incredible thing. He's really not doing something vastly different than what Dustin Hoffman is doing in Rain Man. I, he's just doing it in a he's doing it, more naturalistic. Uh, oh, you think? Yeah. I'm going to give it to Tom, too. Wow. Tom Hanks won Academy Award. Tom Hanks. You should have won for big. Good for Tom. Good for Tom. I'm happy for Tom. Um, the should ne- we call him and let him know? Uh, why don't we wait until after we do part two so okay. we can let him know how many Academy Awards he should have had. Okay. How many? Well, we'll get into that later. The next movie I have on the... So then Tom goes on a kind of... He makes a bunch of movies in the next couple of years that I feel like are because he's become a huge star with Big, and none of them quite work out. I think we're going to talk about my favorite Tom Hanks movie, probably, probably my like nostalgia wise. Um, well, so I, I didn't watch any of these movies. I didn't oh. plan on like really talking about like Bonfire of the Vanities or oh, Turner yeah. and Hooch no. or Joe versus the Volcano. Joe versus the Volcano, by the way, is straight up. Not good. Yeah. So he kind of does a bunch of movies like that. And then 1992 comes around. Mm. Oh, the and Burbs. Yeah, no. We are the members of the All-American. We come from cities near and far. We got Canadians. Woo! Irish folks and Swedes. We're all for one. We're one for all. We're all American. Each girl stands her head how proudly high. Motto, do or die. She's not the one to use or need an alibi. And then that, it kind of trails off. You know off. what a flex? I rewatched A League of Their Own. It's like truly, pro- I think it's probably my, like, if I'm just going based on like nostalgia, it's yeah. my favorite Tom Hanks movie. If, of all the movies that he's ever made, uh-huh. if somebody was like, hey, pick a Tom Hanks movie you're going to sit down and watch right now. It's going to be A League of Their Own. Yeah. Uh, we talked about this movie best sports when we movie. did 1992. Um you originally actually chose it as the best film of the year. Did I? You decided Malcolm, Malcolm X, X after you finished it was better. Yeah, Malcolm X is probably better. That being but said, A League of Their Own is a perfect film. It's a perfect movie. It's a. Did you rewatch it? Yes, I did. It is everything. Yeah. Um, May that dress is too tight. I don't plan on wearing it too long. Um, I picked up a line I'd never picked up before this time, which is always fun when you yeah. watch a movie a hundred times. So uh, Doris's dad before the before game seven, mm-hmm. comes and talks about how he's going to surprise his daughter and take, take her out for a steak dinner. dinner. After they lose in the locker room, yeah, she goes, I'm so depressed. 
I could eat a cow. I could eat a cow. <laughs> and you know what? Dad's there to help Dad's her out. Dad's there to help her out. I love that movie so much. Uh, did Dottie, did, Dottie, did Dottie drop that ball? I know we're talking about Tom Hanks, but yeah. like now we're on A League of Their Own. Did we talk about this when we talked about Probably. A League of Their Own? You can't talk about A League of Their Own without if the Dottie question. Did yeah. she drop the ball? I don't think she did. You know, rewatching, I feel like every time I watch it, I go back and forth. This time, I felt like she didn't. I, do, I, I, I go back and forth too. I, the, I think my lasting impression is that I, I don't think she meant to. She cared too much. Yeah. And I know she wants to make Kit feel good. Mm-hmm. But that team means a lot to her too. Yeah. All the people on that team. Yeah. I mean, she came back. She turned around at Yellowstone. Jimmy Dugan is a all-time great character. Correct. He is he and what Tom Hanks does with that because it can be very the way that it's written is it could be very it could be a joke. You know yes. what I mean? It could be such a write-off, such a joke. But you care so fucking much about him. Yeah. And the change that he makes from the beginning of the movie to the end, he's still so inherently himself, but like it is phenomenal what he does with that role. It is a it's a beautiful performance. Plus uh he's got the piss joke Five years before they did in Austin Powers. One hundred percent. And he does and he has some throwaway jokes too. And he's like, uh, when they're praying before the game and he's like, you know, dear God or whatever, like and thanks for the waitress, like, you know who she is. She was saying she your name. She kept calling your name. Yeah. <laughs> that was it was great. When he screams after he drunkenly wakes up on the bus oh and my like God. grabs uh, the the bus driver yeah. makes out with her. And thinks, isn't there a Wizard of Oz? Oh, loved you in the Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. She goes, he goes, sorry, loved you in the Wizard of Oz. Love that bit. He's fucking so funny in this movie, and yeah. it's it's a fucking great movie. Um, did I cry when they helped Shirley Baker find her name? I hope not. There's no crying in baseball. Well, I definitely did. Oh. So did I cry when Tom Hanks tells Betty Spaghetti? Oh, that hit her pot's my god that gives me chills yeah. uh, it's a great film here's here's and also when she they when he's like you don't like the, when they see marla hooch yeah and she's and they're like and he, john lovitz looks at her and i was like Ugh, no and then like her face being so oh god it's such a heartbreak it's such a fucking great movie john lovitz in that movie also is what do you suggest so funny. a lot of night games yeah <laughs> Um, so here's movie. the problem that Tom Hanks was not nominated for an Academy Award for a League of Their Own. Well, fuck and the we Academy. can talk about if you should have been nominated, but here's what he runs into in terms of winning an Academy Award. Mm. Best Supporting Actor in 1992. These were the nominees. David Paymer for Mr. Saturday Night, a film I have not seen. So he could get bumped there just because mm. I haven't seen it. Jay Davidson for The Crying Game, which is a fine performance, but I feel like it, that was mostly like just given what it was. Yeah. And the Wait, surprise. is that the the main guy or the... Oh, the main guy. No, this is supporting, right? Yeah, this is supporting. So that was that the 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 man with the... The, the woman the, with the penis? Yes. Okay. Spoiler alert for The Crying Game. Here's where we run into trouble, though, in terms of giving him the win. Al Pacino for Glengarry Glenn Ross. Ooh. Jack Nicholson for A Few Good Men. Ooh. And the winner was Gene Hackman for Unforgiven. Oh, no. We can't. Oh, we so can. I, can I even, honestly I would can, maybe even I do could, Jack Nicholson. I, I could I could throw him in there as a nominee. I could throw him in as a nominee. Um, over Jay Davidson. I won't bump David Paymer because I haven't seen that movie. But I I can't 
in good faith. As much as I love this film, I know. give it to him. I think over no, any I, three of those I agree. performances. I agree with you. I agree with you. I agree with you. I agree. That's a shame. Yeah. But it's also that he's great in it, but the movie is also, it's the sum of its parts. Right. Like he's, I'm not taking away, he's amazing, but, yeah. but, and he's my favorite part of it, but it's a, yeah, I would give it to Gene Hackman or Jack Nicholson, who is really, I mean, at his peak, Jack Nicholson in A Few Good Men. Um, but 1992 starts what I would argue is probably the best run, 10 year run. Yeah. Any actors ever had. Yeah, I would agree. So these are the movies. Oh, God. I love all these movies. So he does A League of Their Own. Then next year, he Sleep, does. Sleepless in Seattle and Philadelphia. And Philadelphia. Forrest Gump in 94. Apollo 13 in 95. Toy Story in 95. Directs That Thing You Do in 96. Saving Private Ryan in 98. You've Got Mail in 98. Toy Story 2 in 99, as well as The Green Mile. Castaway in 2000. And then in 2002, he does Road to Perdition and Catch Me If You Can, um, which I think are both super underrated movies. And then we probably stop in 2004 when he does The Lady Killers and The Terminal. Yeah. That's, um, that's sort of a, that's sort a, of a misstep. But that is a on. great fucking run. That is a great fucking there run. There are no... I mean, if there's a dud in there, is it that thing you do? No. Fucking that thing you do is great. But that's, but I, that's maybe the worst that's of That's the worst films? of all of them, for sure. But that's... Maybe Toy Story 2. I didn't love Toy Story 2. Un, unassailable. Okay, can we but just like... But now we're going to go let's back. Let's go back. Let's talk. Okay. So let's talk about his 1993. Sleepless in Seattle. Let's Sleepless hit that Seattle, first. Sleepless in Seattle. Let's talk about... Did not get an Oscar nomination, but was nominated for Golden Globe for Best Musical or Comedy Performance. The scene where... And I, I have to imagine if you are submitting to the Academy, the scene you submit is when Jonah first calls the radio station. Yeah. And... She, he, and he's been talking to her for a while and he, Jonah's falls, fallen asleep and she's like, so what do you, will you do now? And he's like, you know, I'll just breathe in and out every day. And like one day I'll, I won't have to remind myself to keep breathing and I won't have to remind, oh, what does he say? Like, I won't have to remind myself like how I had it so good and it all went away or whatever. Is he the best dad slash widower in movie history? I mean, correct. I'm not like into Tom much, Hanks on a sexual level. Right. How much? Yeah. What do you love about your wife? How much time do you have? That's like what how everybody long wants. How long is your program? He's also very funny. There's a lot of good funny bits in there too, yeah. particularly with the woman that he... Dates mm-hmm. Victoria. Yeah. She, he's like, what is, you know, what is, we're dating. Like, what is, she, you know, why does she do this? Her laugh. Like, what, why does she do all these things? These, these are the things you figure out while you date or whatever. Right. Um, and then this is the, well, the second time he and Meg Ryan have been together. They're, they're not in many scenes together, but. No, barely anything. Actually, yeah. Um, yeah. And then the thing that, the, also the scene with him, him and Rita Wilson and Victor Garber when they're talking about, when she's crying about an oh Rita Wilson steals that scene though when she's like crying about an affair to remember and then they start crying about the dirty dozen. Uh, this is a great performance. Yeah, and Super a great movie. charming. So charming. And one of the best, I'd say, this movie and When Harry Met Sally are my two. I think are the two best romantic comedies. Am I correct? Incorrect. Um, I would say When Harry Met Sally. But I would put like, um, 
I always forget the actual name. Well, the apartment I would probably put up. Oh, the apartment, yeah. Above it. Um, and I would also put, um, what's the one from like the early 30s, the mid 30s? Oh, um, with, uh, with um, Claudette. Colbert. Colbert and, and um, Clark Gable. Clark Gable. Um, it happened one night. Isn't that it? No. No? Are you sure? I bet it's an album. I know, right? <laughs> oh, what? Should I fill space? Because you're looking things up. Sleep is Also, Sleep is Snail, great soundtrack, by the way. Guys. Oh, no, you're right. It is. I fucking was right. I'm the fucking best. God damn it. Uh, that's a great movie. It's a great movie, too. It, but Sleepers okay. in Seattle is on the level that with that. movie, like, holds up. I know. It really does. If you haven't Which seen is, it happen one night, we're not going to go back to the 30s, guys. No promises. <laughs> but. But it's really good. But there's when they very sleep in the, few they have movies to put a that, sheet. like, hold up from them. Yeah. And this one really does. Yeah, it really does. And it actually makes you mad at the movies that don't at that all. Don't, well, especially because I'm like, they had this formula down in the 30s. Like, why are you fucking with it? Yeah. Like, anyway. Uh, but Sleepers in Seattle, for me, I... That is on the, that is on that level. Uh, yeah, it's good. What was nominated that year? Well, I was going to look up. I want to look at the Golden Globes from that year real quick because I'm interested to see who he was up against. Oh my god! For well, you, sh- you should have done your homework for this beforehand. Okay, so these were the other nominees for best actor in a musical or a comedy. This is at the Golden Globes, which, the, again, if, if you listen to this podcast, you I'm sure you already know they don't Do, divide at the yeah, Oscars. Right. Cole Meany for The Snapper, which the is fuck? clearly not a movie. No. <laughs> That's something they just Not a real up. thing. Um, Johnny Depp for Benny and June. Mm. Kevin Klein for Dave. Oh, he, that's a good movie. And the winner was Robin Williams for Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Robin Williams wins. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of stuff also that Robin Williams does that doesn't hold up because a lot of his like, like, especially like the genie and Aladdin and stuff like all right. of that is so topical. It's so, he's so reference heavy, Yeah, but Mrs. Doubtfire does, in, in my opinion, sure. hold up. So, however, that year he also made a little movie called Philadelphia, which mm. he won his first Academy Award for, um, if you're keeping track at home, second nomination. Um, so... I actually watched Philadelphia when we did the 1993 episode, and I rewatched it because I thought my hot take coming in was Tom Hanks should not have won for Philadelphia, and no. then I rewatched Philadelphia, no, and I was like, should, no. oh. I'm going to tell you something about Philadelphia, I think, because um, I rewatched it. I think that of all the movies that he's done, that one feels the most like transformative. And, oh, and I think sure. part of that is the physicality is like the right. fi- the physical appearance. But I think also just the next way next to the lady killers. Next okay. The way he is it feels not his energy doesn't feel very it doesn't feel Tom Hanks. Right. And I liked it. I yeah. think he's incredible in it. And the scene of him again the Oscar submission scene probably is him just like dancing with the, the opera. The opera. And it, and Denzel Washington watching him, and it's it's a fucking heartbreaker. Well, what Did I, I cry? Is, yes. What I think is most impressive about the performance is watching it, the opera scene, the scene where he's on the stand at the trial, mm. and he's sort of battling with staying kind of cognizant of everything. You could very easily see a lot of actors taking that way too far. Mm-hmm. Um, Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> Wow, 
just God, I, I think I hate Dustin yeah, Hoffman. I think you do too. Is that that's canon now? Yeah, that's canon. Mm-hmm. So if you're keeping up the the Oscar should have gone to Wikipedia page. We want to bang Harrison Ford, but we do not like Dustin Hoffman. Yeah, so just make sure you have both those things. Those are really mm-hmm. the only two important things you should have pulled from the last fifty episodes or mm-hmm. so. Um, because I was thinking it would have been so easy to like take it too far. And I kind of thought in my head, like rewatching, I was like, oh, maybe I think that. And I'll go into the other reason I was going to be like, oh, maybe he shouldn't have won in a second. Um, maybe he like goes, maybe he take, he like turns it up too much. And I was like, no, this is a really measured performance. It's very measured. Um, it's very, it feels very, it feels very real, yeah. especially in a time where like early 90s, like, Again, it's it was it's interesting watching the. I mean, we talked about this when we watch it, but it's interesting watching them because you're not just dealing with like AIDS stereotypes. You're also dealing with um, like gay stereotypes. Right. Like, oh god, he's which is such a strange thing to watch. And you know, not that much late. You know what I mean? Only right. like twenty five years, whatever removed. Um, but uh, but he but he doesn't. I feel like the. In the '90s, the thing to do if you're playing a gay character would it just be play it like really sort of like flamboyant. Sure. And he just fucking, I mean, he doesn't. He just like nails it. And I really buy the relationship. Not only do I buy like between Denzel and um, Tom Hanks, but I really buy the relationship with, with Antonio him. Banderas, yeah. his partner. It feels very real to me. Yeah. And it's it's gorgeous. Yeah. These are the other nominees: Daniel Day Lewis for In the Name of the Father. Mm. Lawrence Fishburne for What's Love Got to Do With It. Anthony Hopkins for Remains of the Day, a great film. <sighs> and so this was this was going to be my argument before I rewatched Philadelphia. Is the final nominee is Liam Neeson for Schindler's List. Oh. And he didn't win. And he didn't. In Schindler's List, of course, one best picture that year. Um, but Liam Neeson's role in that movie until kind of the end, and then I feel like at the end maybe it is a little much with what he does is very stoic. Yes. And so I can see why voters and myself are more attracted as a performance to Tom Hanks because there's a little more to do. Like Liam Neeson has sort of like the breakdown at the end. But which until I think then, is there's may, not I think shades. It's also maybe like the part that works the least in the film. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is that's difficult because he does, when he sees the girl with the red coat and then later on sees the coat going into the fire. He does have a reaction. He does have a reaction and it is Maddie's leaving and it is um, like it, it, he's like, it is like he's trying to like keep emotions in, but I don't, I don't know. I don't remember it so well, but maybe that's because the rest of the movie around him is so horrifying. Right. It's like, it's almost unfair because you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it is the, the subject matter and the way that that movie is, is you shouldn't really remember. I, in a strange way, like it would have been, you shouldn't have remembered Liam Neeson. You shouldn't think of his performances so much because that is, the, the weightiness of the rest of it really kind of overpowers that. Sure. Does that make sense of what yeah, I'm saying? Totally. Um, so I understand why Tom Hanks won. Yeah. And I'm going to let him keep his award. I'll let him keep it. I'm not like he, sh- I'm not almost not like he should have won. I'm just like, yeah, he, he, he did an amazing job and he deserved that. And if it's going to be between Liam Neeson and Tom Hanks, I remember Tom Hanks more. Yeah. 
Um, congratulations, Tom Hanks. You get to keep your Oscar, and now you have two. God damn. You've got two. Two. By, the t- by 1993. It's crazy. And guess what? The next year you won another one. Back to back. Back to back. He wins for Forrest Gump in 1994. Because he didn't go full retard. That's Can I correct. say that? That's a quote. That's a, that's a quote. Please don't cancel Megan. That Please is a don't. Quote. It's a quote from Tropic, Tropic Thunder. Thunder. Um, he wins I for, didn't make it up. Is there a ton you want to talk about with Forrest Gump? Or should we just tell people to listen to our 1994? I think listen to our 1994. I think, I, I think it's on the record that we are Forrest Gump apologists. Uh, people like really love to hate on this movie. Yeah. And we did not choose it to win Best Picture. No. Obviously, there's two other great films from that year. Shawshank. Shawshank and Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. And Pulp Fiction was what we chose. Nope. That's what you chose. Well, that's what I chose. Or while Zach and I chose Shawshank Redemption. Oh. I'm so such a... Speaking of apologists, I'm such a Quentin Tarantino. Let show that Shawshank Redemption was our pick for Best Picture. And well, I picked podcast. Pulp Fiction. That's true. Which is one of my faves. But um, I also love... Yeah. I don't... I... Yeah, I don't know that it should have won Best Picture, but... Um, but uh, he is very good in this. And I and by the way, people... Yeah, again, people want to hate on it. It is... It's not a bad movie. I would, I would say, go back and watch it. There are some very powerful moments in it. Yeah, there are some enjoyable. cheesy, silly mo- moments, yeah. but you know. Um, these are the other nominees: Nigel Hawthorne for *The Madness of King George*, Paul Newman for *Nobody's Fool*, Morgan Freeman for *The Shawshank Redemption*, and John Travolta for *Pulp Fiction*. Hmm. So an interesting group. I'm going to go ahead and eliminate Nigel Hawthorne and Paul Newman. I would eliminate John Travolta too. I mean, I I, I love Pulp Fiction. It's great. He's fine in it. It's... I also think he's very good in it, but I don't think of that movie as like. I think this is the reason actually you cannot you can take out both those other people um, because I don't think of Pulp Fiction as a John Travolta movie. No, I think of it as a movie told in many parts mm-hmm. and John Travolta's part of it. And mm-hmm. he, of course, because it was sort of the rebirth of John Travolta, yes. there was a lot written about him at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, if anything, Samuel Jackson is probably the best performance that, Well, in that 100%. And he is the showier performance too, yeah. I would say. Yeah. Um, and similar with Morgan Freeman, he's amazing in Shawshank, but I think of it as a Morgan Freeman and Tim Robbins movie. Mm-hmm. I don't think of just Morgan Freeman. I'm actually surprised that, that he was in lead actor. Because mm-hmm. I do, I think of him, I love him in it, but I think but of him all. It's it is more him. Andy's story. It's more Andy's story. And he's telling. He's Andy's just telling story. Andy's story. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I would give it to Tom. I'd let him keep it. Tom, keep your Oscar. Keep your Oscar, Tom. Three Oscars, Tom. Yeah. It's nineteen ninety four. You've been acting in films for ten years. You have three actors. Three what do you? Oscars. Three actors. Three actor Oscars. What do you think? Uh, that's what the, they call the SAG, though. The actor and the actor goes to. What do you think? By the way, I voted for. I did all my SAG voting this weekend. Are you going to tell us your um, picks at the end of the podcast? I mean, spoiler right alert! Now? Spoiler alert! It's a lot of it is once upon a time in Hollywood. Yeah, so you picked Leo. I did. I don't. I don't. Him. Why people are like really skimming over him? Yeah, and it's for like he just one a few years ago. I, I guess it's so crazy to me because that's easily the best performance yeah. of the year. Um, it's not my very favorite, but it's definitely better than who's probably going to win. I think Joaquin. Um, Which I think is also a good performance. What do you think was the scene that they sent? Or I don't know. What do you think was the scene that they watched that were like, that's if, the Oscar scene? That's it. Of, of uh, Forrest Gump. Of Forrest Gump. Um, I mean, just based on Oscar clips you usually see, probably like when he's like yelling like 
helping Jenny when she's like performing naked at the club and then like they get in a fight afterwards. I like, think it's see, I think it's when Jenny tells him oh that she has that he is that's his son. And yeah. he's like, Is he is he is he, he like, like me? me? That's my thought. Or it's the part where he's um just sitting on the lawnmower waving. <laughs> Or the part where he has an orgasm for the first time and comes on Jenny's bed. Yeah. Or it could be part of a... It could be a Lieutenant Dan scene, they said. Mm. Mm. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. Um, And he kept the Academy Award. Good Mm -hmm. for him. Um, Ugh. 1995. Fucking hell, man. He does not get nominated for Academy Award. Wild. For Apollo 13. Wild. Although, I mean, I don't know. We'll hear who the nominees are. This is an incredible movie. Yeah. The movie was nominated for Best Picture. It's all, it, it's kind of like a... Um, Ed Harris and Kathleen Quinlan both nominated. Really? For Supporting Actor and Supporting Actress. It's kind of like a, a little bit like a Liam Neeson thing where the story is so big, he he doesn't have... There is no cath- like big cathartic... like. You know, when sure. I talk about like what was the scene... What would, what would scene would they, you know, want people to watch? And like he... Because he's an astronaut and has to like keep it together. I don't know. I, it's not a showy performance. No. The movie is incredible. I think because the movie got nominated, the fact that he wasn't, and he wasn't nominated for a Golden Globe, so you, I think a lot of it was maybe Tom Hanks' fatigue on behalf of voters because he'd won two years in a row. Yeah, I get that. I'm not necessarily saying maybe he should have won, but I'm going to tell you the nominees in 1995, and you tell me that Tom Hanks shouldn't have at least been in the five. Okay. So, we have Richard Dreyfuss for Mr. Holland's Opus. Okay, you don't, you laugh? I remember really liking that movie. Anthony Hopkins for Nixon. Sean Penn for Dead Man Walking. Hmm. Massimo Troisi for Il Postino. And the winner, Nicolas Cage for Leaving Las Vegas. (laughs) Wow, they went with a lot of big performances. Yeah, I mean that's like like everything. Tom Hanks did the opposite of everything right. everybody else did, which was very big and over the top. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen Leaving Las Vegas I in a long time. I didn't hate Il Postino. I don't know that that. I didn't hate Mr. Holland's Opus. No, I'm not saying. I'm, but I'm. I don't know that that performance was definitely deserving. I know he. Tragically passed away before the Academy Awards, so oh. that was a posthumous nomination. I haven't seen Nixon. No, um, it's been a long time since I. I don't think I've seen Dead Man Walking all the way through. Yeah, Sean Penn's good Sean in that Penn. movie, and Susan Sarandon won for that movie. I don't like Leaving Las Vegas. I know Nicholas Cage is surprisingly huge in that film. <laughs> um. <laughs> So I'm not going to give Tom the Academy Award because there's too many of these I haven't seen and he didn't really play in the awards picture for his performance, really. But I got to think he should have figured in a nomination. Yeah. I mean, it's... Just a, yeah, a just be yeah. I don't like that. And much. the movie is so... He serves the movie so well. Yeah. So we're yeah, giving him another nom. We'll give so him another he, nom. So he now has... We've given him two additional nominations. He has five Oscar nominations in his career. We're now up to seven. Seven. And he should have won. And we've given him three awards. Three. Wow. Tom. Tom. You're really call clean, us. You're really cleaning up with us. Tom. Come on the pod. Call us. Um, what if we had Tom Hanks on the pod? 
podcast. I don't like calling it the pod. Does he do podcasts? Do I don't know. Does he know what that is? I'm sure he knows what it is. He's hit. He's hit. Yeah, he's got Chet. Yeah. Chet tells him. Okay, I got a curveball. Oh, for shit. For our next movie, which is that thing you do. This movie is an interesting... So, can I, okay, let me... Well, okay, you go to the curveball first. Well, so the biggest thing I want to talk about with that thing you do is, do you know what uh, Liv Tyler and Charlize Theron's names are in the film? I do not. Their names are Tina and, and Faye. What? I don't remember Ta- uh, Charlize Theron in that movie. She plays Tom Everett Scott's girlfriend's when he, at the beginning of the film, oh. and then she falls in love with her dentist before they become big stars. Right, I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. Um, hmm. So this movie is interesting. It's, it is, it, it is better on rewatch. The, the tune is a jam. Yeah, it's a bop. It's a real bop. I am here for the song, That Thing You Do. The movie is like works in pieces. Like there's uh-huh. some stuff that works well. Steve Zahn. Steve Zahn is amazing. Yeah. And and also Ethan Embry is really funny in it too. Um, and Tom Everett Scott is good. It's interesting. He What's interesting to me is he did not like his career did like not continue. And also interesting is Tom Hanks directed this movie. Yeah. Has he directed a movie since? One movie. Larry Crown. Wow. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. He maybe uh, listen, respect. If he just if he did it and he was like, I'm not that into it, and then maybe just had the opportunity, was like, I'll try it again, and is like, you know what? It's maybe not for me. Yeah, maybe he just wasn't into it. I don't know. Um this movie's pretty good. It is. It's good enough that I would have been like I would have thought he'd be like, Yeah. There's I'm some good writing. This. There's some good the the scene at the end when, you know, he kind of is like you're an asshole to Jimmy when Jimmy dumps Liv Tyler is really good. Yeah. He's, 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 directed, he's really he's directed some TV. Hmm. Um, an episode of band of brothers, an episode of from the earth to the moon. Right. But that's, but these are, things. yeah. But yeah. Only the two films. And Larry crown of course was a huge failure. So. Yes. so maybe he was like, never mind. Yeah. I don't know that. I really like that thing you do. Super enjoyable. Liv Tyler. Never been what better. A, what a fuck up that guy Yeah, was, huh? that guy fucked up. What an asshole. Um, oh, it's shit, so satisfying. I wasted so many kisses on you. Yeah. Shame on me for kissing you with my eyes closed so tightly. Yeah. Wow, it's weird that I remember that. It's a great speech. That should be like a, I had you at hello. Like, yeah. That's on that level. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, you had me at hello. You had I me. Had, <laughs> I, had, I had you. <laughs> Tom Cruise, of course, walks up and says, I had you, I at, had you hello. at hello. Joint Scientology. Uh, where's Shelly? Where is Shelly? Where is she? Tom, where's Shelly? Tom, where's Shelly? Where is Shelly? So here's my curveball about that thing you do. I don't think that role is big enough for us to even talk about it as best supporting I completely agree. He's in like three scenes. So let's talk about best director. Oh, shit. Could he have cracked this group? Oh, my God. That is a curveball. Here are the nominees in 1996. Scott Hicks for Shine. Oh my God! Remember how Whitney Tubner liked Shine, and we were like, "Get out!" Yeah, we made her leave. She's never coming back. Milos Forman for The People versus Larry Larry Flint. I've actually never seen that movie. It's all right. Mike Lee for Secrets and Lies. Mm. The Cohen Brothers, uh, specifically Joel Cohen, is the one listed for Fargo. Ugh. 
And Anthony Minghella won for the English patient. I mean, no. So Should he's he? not going to win. He's not going to win. <laughs> now, we, didn't, we do not like Shine. I do not like Shine. Would we put him in for Shine? Here's some of the, sure. people, that, Shine here's fucking some sucks. Of the people that did not get nominated, though. So can we put him in over these people? Oh, no. Cameron Crowe for Jerry Maguire. Oh, my gosh. Baz Luhrmann for Romeo and Juliet. No. Jan Dubon for Twister. For Twister? <laughs> my favorite movie. <gasps> that was specifically for you. <sighs> so I don't think we can give Tom Hanks the best director no, nomination. No, I'm so sorry. I am so sorry. But God, justice for Jan. Just, hashtag justice for Jan. Yes, please. God damn it, it that fucking movie. God damn it, that fucking... In, the, in that movie, they go inside a Twister. Yeah. Like, they're inside a Twister. Yeah, that cow. It's like, cow. An, F, it's like an F5. Another cow. It's an F5, man. That's, what is that called? The Thunder of God. Yeah. Do you know Helen Hunt? Like, her dad like, got killed in an F5. Yeah, I remember. The, it ripped the doors right off. You don't, know what, you don't know what it's like until it misses this house and it misses that house and then it comes for you. I love that movie. Look at what's standing right in front of you, Joe. Me. Me, Joe. We're going to talk more about Helen Hunt in a minute. Okay. 1998. 98. Saving Private Ryan. Ugh. I mean, remember when he, they had this in the clip, but when he's like the clip package with the Golden Globes, but when he's like looking at the, how his, his, um, his hand shakes. Yeah. Do you think that was like, like that was probably a choice of his that he made, right? You don't think Steven Spielberg was like, oh, you know what would be great? Is if your hand shook. Like that's the sort of shit that I'm like, that he, like, did, did you, comp, like, did, was that in the script or did he come up with that? I think it probably was pitched to him by Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> like just on set, like they did one take and then Vin Diesel was like, familia. <laughs> <laughs> Me familia. He like handed him a corona. He was like, what if your hands shook? And then Giovanni Ribisi is in that movie. Yeah. Where's Shelly? Giovanni, where's Shelly Miscavige? Giovanni, where is she? Elizabeth Moss? Where is Shelly? Where is Shelly? Where is she? Where is she? Tell us, Jenna. Tell us and where Bodhi. she is. Where is she? Um, I mean, I I stand by. I think this year we picked Shakespeare in Love, or we picked Saving Private Ryan. We picked Saving Private Ryan. Ryan. We said that Shakespeare in Love is a great movie. Is a fantastic movie, and. Saving we talked about Ryan. the worst thing that probably ever happened to it was the fact that it won Best Picture over Saving Private yeah, Ryan. Because, because now people the, will fucking hate it. Because that's the first line in the obituary as opposed yeah. to being like, Shakespeare loves a great movie. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's the best movie of the year and he was the lead performance and he carried that whole fucking movie. Like, le- like legitimately. So these are the other nominees. Okay. Ian McKellen for Gods and Monsters. No, although that's a fun movie. Not Nick, fun. It's a good movie, though. Nick Nolte for Affliction. I don't remember that one. Ed Norton for American History X. Did he? He didn't win? The winner was Roberto Benigni. Roberto Benigni. Life is a beautiful. No. La vita bella. No, I'm so sorry. Give it to the other World War II movie. No. No. So you're giving it to Tom. Yes. I love Roberto Benigni, and, and that's a great movie. I We talked about this. Who was on this show? Cause whoever watched the, whoever was this year was, he hated Life is Beautiful. Yes, Andy Stokamp. Yeah, Andy. Uh, shouts, shouts Andy. Yeah. Wrong, Andy. It's a good movie, but... Uh, it's a fine movie. It should have been Tom Hanks. I could, I could see an argument for Ed Norton here. I could see an argument for Ian McKellen. 
Um, but I, but I'm not going to give it to him. When I think of Saving Private Ryan, I don't think of Tom Hanks immediately. I think of the movie. I think of the scope of the film. I right. think of the ensemble and obviously him being part of it. But I don't know that that performance for me stands out above the movie. I think it does for me because when I think about it, I think it, it, it okay, I, I agree with you mm-hmm. in the sense that it is. it does have a little bit of the Liam Neeson in Schindler's List issue in that the, the scope is so big, like, it gets lost. Sure. But I think you need, you need a a heart to carry you through this. Sure. And I, you know what I mean? Like you need a touchstone to sort of like take you through from beginning to end. And I think he does an amazing job with that without being ostentatious. He is like without, without you noticing it. I think without him, the movie is nothing. I, I, and I, I honestly say that because I like, I really want to, when he dies at the end, and by the way, he's in his death scene when he's, his, his words, final words are like, earn this, which is pretty cheesy, honestly. And the fact that he makes that work and you really go on that journey and, and are bereft when he dies, I think speaks loads to that performance. I think you could, I think there's people that could be in that movie and it doesn't drop the movie in my estimation at all if it's not Tom Hanks. Like not to mention, though, also the scene, talk about the scene, the scene in the church when they're uh, they're guessing at, like, you know, whatever, the, how, what's the pot on what I do or whatever. And then right. he says, like, I'm a, you know, whatever. I'm a, I'm a school teacher. Every, every person I kill, I feel farther away from my wife and my, like, that's the moment where you're like, oh, yeah, like, this is the heart of the, the this is the heart of the movie and this is, why I'm watching the movie because it's not just as much as I love like 1917, which we can talk like 1917 right. is great. There's not a, uh, not emotional so, center. There's not that. an emotional center to that. So like, it's an amazing movie to watch, right. but it doesn't stick with you in the same way that saving private Ryan does because of that, emo- because Tom Hanks is that emotional center for me. Yeah. That's my take. I think I'd have to put a question mark on this one in terms of a win for him because, they talk. Bill Simmons talks a lot about on his podcast market corrections and how there's always like these two actors and maybe someone market corrects the other one and all of a sudden that person doesn't get the same roles. Mm-hmm. And he talks about Michael Keaton and Tom Hanks that they both came up doing the kind of like comedies in the '80s mm-hmm. and then uh, Hanks eventually just won out and became like this huge actor. And Michael Keaton kind of disappeared for most of like the late '90s, early 2000s, yeah. and then kind of came back. I think if you put Michael Keaton in this role, it's a pretty, honestly, a pretty similar performance. Um, I disagree. I'm not, I'm not saying I wouldn't give it to him. This is a question mark for me because I think if you take Roberto Benigni out of Life is Beautiful, I don't know who else can play that role. Yeah. If you take Ed Norton out of American History X, I'm not sure there's another person I can think of that plays that role the same way. So that's the only reason. I'm not. So this one's just a question mark. I will award the Academy Award for you Thank to you. Tom Hanks. Thank you. Um, I'm just putting a question mark on him for right now. Thank you. I, I think just you're I can, not wrong just in Just because it, it's such like an ensemble movie and it's so much the cinematography and the direction yeah. and everything, I could see someone else sliding in there and it not detracting from the movie. I mean, I, I agree with you in that sense. You're not wrong. Mm-hmm. I just think that this performance is under... Because the rest... Honestly, because the rest of the movie around sure. it is so good, 
this performance I think is undervalued. Sure. Is is what I would say. Because yeah, it, yeah all right, but I but I think he I think he it, subliminally I think he does more than people give him credit for in right. this. Yeah. Yeah. Um 1999 The Green Mile. Oh my gosh, I this was a long movie. I forgot how long this movie is. It's long. It's 3 hours. Um, this movie wrecks me emotionally. Yeah. Like there's like six different parts that I cried in this movie. Um, not nominated. Not nominated. The movie was, um, he, uh, does not factor into the nomination. These were the nominees. Sean Penn for Sweet and Lowdown. Richard Farnsworth for The Straight Story. Russell Crowe for The Insider. Mm. Denzel for Hurricane. And Kevin Spacey won for American Beauty. Yeah, I can't... Honestly, probably of those three, the... Um, my favorite is, um, not, I mean, Denzel's great, but what's the one before that? Russell Crowe. Yeah, probably the, the, the Russell Crowe should have won. I think probably that would have been my pick. Um, in that he, again, is understated, but really, really good. This, this actually for me sort of falls under the same sort of Saving Private Ryan thing where I think it's such a strong ensemble that if someone else is playing that guard, as opposed to like, I don't know who else plays... Michael Clark Duncan's one thing just because of the physical stature. It's hard to find someone else to play that probably. But like, yeah. like Michael Jeter, like I don't know who you replace Michael Jeter with in that movie. Um, yeah. As uh, Mr. Bodeg. Delacroix. Delacroix. Um, the Cajun man. Tom Hanks, obviously. Sam Rockwell. Like, Did Sam Rockwell Sam get nominated, Rockwell, nominated no. for this? Oh, that's a shame. Um, but yeah, there's just like a ton of people in this movie that I think are kind of more irreplaceable. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I agree with that. Th- yeah, this movie, unlike... Saving Private Ryan, the heart of this movie is Michael Clark Duncan. Yes. And that's, and, and that's the, like, so beyond stature, like, I think he just is so heart, it's, I can't even think about it without wanting to cry. He's the most heartbreaking person in the world. And he's passed now, correct? He's so heartbreaking. And that to me is, he's the emotional center of that. Yeah. So as much as I love Tom Hanks, he doesn't have, it's not his story, unlike in, Saving Private Ryan is his story, sort of. Yeah, it's good. He's good. He does a good job um, acting that he it, it hurts to pee. Yeah, and it does. It hurts so bad. It's like razors, like razors, like razor blades. Until those bees fly out of John Coffey's mouth, and he's like, "I was very tired." It is. Remember when Mr. Bo- Sam Rockwell, and also who's the guy that plays Percy? I can never remember him. Um, he's a little bitch. <laughs> I fucking hate that guy. Oh, it's uh, oh, what is that actor's name? I don't know. Either. I don't know. But yeah, I fucking hate bitch. that guy. He's a fucking little Fuck bitch. You, Fuck you, Percy. I like truly from the second he comes on screen, I'm like, I want to fucking wring your goddamn neck. Yeah, that guy's the worst. Yeah. Um, also, Sam Rockwell, pretty pretty bad. Actually, did yeah. The movie. I mean, yeah, he did terrible things. Yeah, but <laughs> somehow personality wise, yeah, like maybe be, I'd maybe get a beer with him. <laughs> In a very public place where he doesn't kill me. So that brings us to 2000. Um, I don't even know. I don't know that Tom even uh, wiggles his way into a nomination here. It's a pretty crowded field. I think I, I am on the record as thinking Al Pacino's performance in The Insider is better than Russell Crowe's personally. But uh, I think particularly given the last couple of years... Let's give Russell Crowe those Academy Awards to Kevin Spacey. He, yeah. He can keep his one for usual. I would, I would, whatever, yeah, but. he can keep that one. I would give it, yeah, fucking Kevin Spacey. I would give it to. 
Guess I think I'd what, give it a Earl Grow. I'm back. I'm oh, here yeah. on y'all's podcast. I don't like. Please, hey, listen. Please, Spacey, Kevin, Kevin. Yes. Will you please leave? It's inappropriate. I can't. Kevin, it's inappropriate for you to be I'm here. I'm never going anywhere. Kevin, that's not even your real accent. You tried to kill me off. Kevin, are you just doing... You didn't think I'd be back your house with of this cards? special New Year's... Okay. All right. Now podcast I'm uncomfortable. Kevin, I'm uncomfortable with you being here. Kevin, put your pants back on. Kevin, I'm a woman. Kevin. Oh, I didn't notice. <laughs> well, you didn't see these cans? <laughs> My apologies. Um... Kevin Spacey, weird fucking guy, huh? Yeah, Total weird, victim. weird fucking guy. 2000. 2000. In the year 2000. 2000. Um, so this Remember is... Remember when like the, wor- like the thing that we were the most afraid of was Y2K? And now it's like pff, World War III? Yeah. <sighs> um, this was his last nomination. Wow, that's so wild. In the year 2000. Uh, for Castaway. The Distant Future. The year 2000. Which I didn't rewatch for our 2000 podcast. Uh, no. Because the first time I saw it, which was not in 2000, it was years later, I remember being like, oh, that movie's okay. So I did rewatch it for this. And you know what? This movie slaps. Does it? It's good. <laughs> did you just make up slaps? No. No, that's what the hip kids are saying. Oh, is it? Yeah. Are we going to get lit? Uh, Castaway is fucking good. I kind of, I think it's okay. Did you rewatch okay. it? No. Rewatch it. You okay. know why? Well, I fucked up. I guess I didn't rewatch it that one. It slaps. Does it though? Yeah. Okay, you keep saying that. And I, again, I don't know what makes me more uncomfortable Kevin Spacey being here or you using slang terms. Listen, this isn't on Tom Hanks, obviously, but the plane crash. Oh, yeah. Still scary. Fucking works. Yeah. It holds up. It yeah. looks great. Zemeckis, if there's one He's thing you could do. It's plane crashes. He can do plane crashes. <laughs> Every 15 years or so, he pulls out a new plane a crash. A new plane crash, and yeah. it is. Um, I mean, I will say, based on the fact that he basically is the only person in this whole, he has, he has to have chemistry with a fucking volleyball. Yeah. I'll give him the nom, at least for that. Because sure. that's, that's. And he did get nominated. He did get nominated. That's um, impressive. Helen Hunt. Of course, Helen is Hunt, Castaway. That's right. When he goes back and she's remarried, but like you know who she's it. remarried to. Who you remember? No, Paxton. Who? Mr. Big. He's she's remarried to Chris Noth. She is. Wow. Sidebar on like like New Year's Day, there was like a marathon of that shit. It got worse as that season. It got really punny. They got into like a lot of like. Oh, was Samantha like making a lot of puns or? <laughs> Yeah, that was probably. I'm a thing. trisexual. I'll try anything once. I we was just like, started Oof. watching. Speaking of Michael Patrick King, um, we watched the first episode of AJ and the Queen. Oh, how was? Oh, that's a Michael Patrick King thing. Mm-hmm. How was that? I do love Rue. There's a lot of Queen cameos in, in the first episode. Shangela. So. No, She's too good. You for get it. Eureka. You get Manila. Eureka would come to. You get Vanjie. <gasps> Miss Vanjie. Mm-hmm. Among others, those are the first three that come to mind. Wow. Okay. Well, then maybe I'll give it a... I just I do want to see Miss Banjie. Is she funny? She has like one. I mean, they all have like a line. A line. Some of them don't even get that. Some of them are just sitting there. Um, it's fine. Josh Segarra plays a pivotal role. Josh Segarra is he in it? He plays RuPaul's boyfriend. 
No way. That, spoiler alert, I mean, this is the setup for the whole series, um, steals her $100,000 that she's going to use to open up her old drag <gasps> club. So How she dare has to you, go, Josh? She has to go on a road trip with AJ, who is her child? upstairs child neighbor, um, for a bunch of tour dates that'll end in a pageant where she's trying to win the money back. So this is basically Tu Wong Fu, thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. Probably, It's yeah. a road trip that ends in a pageant yeah. with drag queens. Yeah. Um... Okay, but he, Josh, uh, they have a they have a kissing moment at a Chinese restaurant. Sagara, yeah, good for him. Yeah, God, I haven't thought about that guy. Well, no, I guess I have. He's he was on Orange Is the New Black. Josh Sagara is a uh, a very talented actor. A very talented actor to... from Arrow and Orange Is the New Black. Uh, college with yeah, and I went to Puerto Rico with yeah, and AJ and the Queen. Hmm. Uh, okay, so um, these no, are, these are the nominees. I mean, yes, definitely nominated. Yeah. Continue. Nominees are Javier Bardem before the night before night falls. Ed Harris Pollock. Oh God, that's Jeffrey a good Rush Quills. Mm, good movie. And the winner was Russell Crowe in Gladiator. I don't think I would give it to Russell Crowe. I would give it to for the insider. I like Jeffrey Rush in Quills a lot, and I like um, what was the other one you named? Ed Harris and Pollock. Yeah, I like Ed Harris and Pollock. I probably would give it to Ed Harris. I think I'd give it to Tom Hanks. Would you? I guess I got a castaway. I'm. You know what? I'm willing to go with you on that in the same way that you were willing to go with me on Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. Because I didn't rewatch Castaway, and I guess. The edge for him is the, again, is the fact that he is the movie. Mm-hmm. He is the whole movie. Yeah. There's and, literally no movie without Tom Hanks. And going, it's like Helen Hunt, like... <laughs> waiting at home. Waiting at home Just for that FedEx. drawing maps back. and yeah. whatever. Uh, I always, whenever I watch that, I'm like, oh, those poor people that didn't get their packages. Um, here's my question. Mm-hmm. Like, you, like, going by what we were talking about before, when you were saying... If you take that, you know, you take Tom Hanks and you replace yeah. him with anybody else, it still works. Right. Do you feel that way about Castaway? Is there anybody else? Is there anybody else that could have done that role? I find it hard to think of someone I would have wanted to spend an hour and a half alone with other than Tom Hanks. Yeah. Because you look at other movies sort of like that, that maybe work on and off like did I want to spend an hour and 15 minutes alone with James Franco in 127 hours? No, not really. I did not. Even with, with Colin Farrell, I mean, there's other people in phone booth, but yeah. it's like a lot of him. Or I didn't even see it, but Ryan Reynolds in that movie where he's like buried. Buried. I think it's called... It's called Buried. buried. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. I'd spend an hour and a half alone with Adam Driver. I'll tell you that. Hey, oh. Hey, um, I saw a funny Adam Driver joke the other day. I can't remember. It was, the punchline was, I'm all ears. <laughs> <laughs> I have strange taste. I recognize that. Yeah. Um, all right. I would give it to Tom then. He did it. He made it happen. He and Wilson together joined forces. Yeah. He made I fire. Mean, it's really true. He I has mean, made it fire. It makes you sad when he loses Wilson. I will say, yeah, that is true. You do get emotional when yeah. that fucking thing. And he has to let, her, let him go. He has to let him go. You watch him knock his fucking tooth out. Oh, how long was he on that island? Four years, four plus years. Christ Almighty! Yeah, and Helen Hunt just moved on. 
we'll say four and a half years is like not that long. To, like, because probably the first year you're like frantically searching. Right. I mean, I, guess. I don't blame her for moving on. I guess I do. You can totally tell at the end of the movie, like there's the scene where, so she comes to the airport but doesn't talk to him. Right. And then he goes to her house and she's like, I'm still up. And they have like a whole conversation in the kitchen. Chris mm-hmm. Noth just sleeps through it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> He sleeps around. Um, he can sleep through anything. And then he leaves in their car because it's his car that she's just been storing in the garage. For, right. Which I'm sure actually probably that Christmas like great now I can park in the fucking cool, garage. Cool, I can park in the garage. I don't have to park on the street anymore. And no. then he comes to like the crossroads, right? Well then, well then he leaves and then she chases him in the rain. Right. And they, like kiss in the rain. Um, and that feels like a huge studio note. Yeah. That was hey. like they did a thing and people were like people were not liking that she moved on and they don't end up together. No. Um. Yeah, but then he comes to the Crossroads because he's delivering that package. And apparently he said at uh, Q&As that he turns around and goes to the ranch and makes babies with that woman. Good on him. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm going to rewatch Castaway now that you spoke so highly of it. I remember seeing it in theaters and being like, okay. It's a little long. Yeah. It's about like, it's like 220. Every movie's too, that's, yeah. that should not be over two hours. Yeah. I am so sorry. But uh, it, it uses its time pretty wisely. It, it, it flies pretty well. So how many Oscars is that? So, because we're, I'm going to put a question mark for you on Castaway and a question mark for me on Saving Private Brian, which means he has, we have given him. I don't like this question mark bullshit. Four Oscars. Four Oscars? We each gave him four Oscars. Deservedly so. And we gave him two extra nominations. Deservedly in there. so. So. Seven nominations, four wins, and that's just before two thousand. Oh, and we didn't talk about "You've Got Mail" in nineteen ninety-eight. We didn't talk about "You've Got Mail," which I, which I, I just recently watched. So I'll just like say, um, it's a fun movie. It's it is a pale imitation of uh, "Sleep Is in Seattle," although he is very funny in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, a movie I've never seen. I mean, the other thing we didn't really talk about because it's not really a, something you nominated Frank and May Award for was "Toy Story." Yeah, because which of course yeah. is something Voice he is stuff. extremely well known for and mm-hmm. extremely rich for. He wasn't wasn't going to be rich anyway. I'm sure Toy Story probably has <laughs> really made put him, him over the edge. Sure, Toy Story has made him much more money than any everything else he's done combined. Yeah. But um, okay, but then we'll talk. Yeah, so yeah, that's my yeah. So four Oscars and how many nominations? Sorry, did you seven? Say? Seven. Wow. So uh, the next episode we'll do. We're actually going to talk about 2019. We'll do our Oscar episode um, and we'll talk about the nominees, which we will know on Monday. Um, and then we'll circle back to Tom Hanks and do a part two after that. Um, Megan, do you want to reveal your SAG nominations? Um, for no, best, a, best actor you chose, Leo. Leo, I think. Best actress? Best actress I chose. I think I chose Scarlett Johansson, mm-hmm. which I think is more I wanted to reward Marriage Story because sure. I really liked it. Yeah. Um, and I forget who the other nominees were, but I was like not over the moon for yeah. any of the rest best of them. Best supporting actor? Um, uh, Brad Pitt? Best supporting actor was I picked Brad Pitt, although it was tough because there's a lot of good yeah. people. Supporting actress? Did you go Laura Dern or did you go J Lo? I went J Lo. I think J Lo. Laura girl. Dern's good. I preferred Laura Dern almost in well, Laura Dern I is good. I prefer Laura Dern and a lot of stuff over. I think she's great, Mary Shore, and it's a fun performance, but it is a little over the top, I feel like. And yeah. I feel like it's weird that every that she's been crowned the definite winner. Yeah, which is to me it feels like it honestly feels a little bit like Laurie Metcalf, Allison Janney. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yes, um, where it's Laurie, like everyone's yes. like Laura Dern's definitely going to win. I'm like that performance is Jennifer Lopez is literally playing like 
a stripper robber and her performance is more is grounded. Mer- is is more grounded. <laughs> She's like a stripper robber, and it's and it is re- it feels very real to me. Yeah. yeah, Laura Dern is a little over. Well, and also I think Laura and I think Jennifer Lopez, what she did was harder. Like I'm sorry, go watch that fucking striptease scene. Hello, she's Please. crazy in that she's movie. Amazing. Um, and I get like choked up at the end with her speech. Yeah, I went Jennifer Lopez. Best ensemble. You went Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I went Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And then stunt performance. <laughs> performance. Did you go Endgame? Did you go... I went Endgame. Yeah. Because I was like, we should... Yeah, that's what I did. Because I was like... By the way, The Irishman was nominated for Stunt Ensemble, and I was Um, like... Can we "Hmm." talk about how... The Irishman, it's on record, is my... Without rewatching most of the movies of the year, my favorite movie of the year. Mm -hmm. The fact The Irishman is in there over John Wick... Chapter yeah, three, that's wild. Parabellum, yeah, is, is wild. Insane. Is insane. Screen Actors Guild, nominees, get your shit together. Turn in your cards. You're done. <laughs> I didn't. You you're know, done. You know who's on the nominating committee? Rachel Lewis. Nope. <laughs> she, she's not in SAG anymore. She. Anyway, uh, Larry Bates, Rachel Lewis's husband. Well, then we definitely know. We that definitely the game was going to be on that list. Yeah, hundred <laughs> um, percent. His Iron, favorite movie of the Irishman was a wild nomination. There's something else that's nominated for stunts that I was like. What the fuck? Yeah, it was weird. It was there's something like, else. There's weird. like two or three that are like actual stunt. Well, you, I think Spider Man's nominated too. That I was like, okay, I guess Ford versus Ferrari. I see those. Yeah, Ford versus Ferrari. Amazing. Yeah, I almost went that, but then I was like, eh, End Game. They had a lot of stuff, and also like reward that movie. I guess. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was it for my movie. That's it for my movie stuff. Yeah, I think Leonardo DiCaprio is great, and I. I think Driver is my is my pick, but. Leo's a very close second. And the women was tough. I would like. Here's the thing. I'm not going to pick anybody from Bombshell. Sorry, Charlize, because I don't think that movie's very good. The movie's not good, and honestly, the best I know, like Charlize, you know, Margot Margot Robbie's the, the best, best performance. Part. Yeah, 100. percent When she's crying outside yeah, of the that one thing. Scene, yeah. yeah, yeah, she's the best part. Um, it's crazy that she's so beautiful and also good at acting. Um. Yeah, I was. I just picked Scarlet because I do think she was really good in Marriage Story. Yeah, and I wanted to reward that movie. And then Brad Pitt. There's somebody else that was... to me, Elizabeth Moss and her smell is the performance of the year. She was not nominated though. No, of course she's she's not nominated for anything. Why would she be? She's the best performance of the year in male or female. So why would she be nominated for any? <laughs> to quote whatsoever? to quote Joaquin Phoenix, what did he say? He was like, "This doesn't." He didn't say this doesn't mean anything. He's like, "We're not competing." Yeah. And also, please don't take your private planes to Palm Springs, guys. Yeah, that too. And also, eat vegan. Yeah. Okay. Um, I appreciate that. Megan, do you have a favorite movie of 2020? <laughs> I don't think I've seen any of the 2020 releases. You missed. You didn't see The Grudge. Missed The Grudge. Haven't seen Underwater missed, yet. Oh, actually, I am going to fucking go see Underwater, though. I'll yeah. tell you that right now. So I've seen one 2020 release. Was it Underwater? I saw it today. And that movie is... Like a boss. <laughs> That's another movie I was going to go see. So by default, my favorite film of 2020 is Like a Boss. I imagine that will last until I see one more movie from 2020. <laughs> what a colossal waste of talent oh, Like a no. Boss is. And I'm not even talking about Tiffany Haddish and Rose Byrne, who I hope received nice vacation homes from these paychecks. Oh, no. But like Natasha Rothwell and uh, Ari Grainer and Jessica St. Clair play their friends. They're all doing amazing work with absolutely nothing. Oh, no. Who wrote this? I don't know. I literally um, was like, I, we, my, I remember recently seeing the preview and I turned to Maddie and was like, I'm going to go see that. 
Yeah. It, uh, and he was like, have fun on your own. Listen. I mean, I think it would I'm be good. The January f- release date. Listen, I'm all for this uh, continued like female-focused comedy mm-hmm. that's been happening over the last couple of years. I would just love for there to be a good one again <laughs> because some of my least favorite films of last year included Little, Isn't It Romantic? Yeah. Um, what Men Want. Uh, let's find let's find good movies for yeah. women. Please. Um, Please. For my it, sake. It can happen. It can happen. It has happened. I don't understand. There is... Do you want... Can I spoil one really good line for Yes, you, you can. Guys, spoiler alerts if you're going to see like a boss. Um, <laughs> towards the end of the movie, Jennifer Coolidge is in the film. Yes. And <laughs> it's such a good line. Rose Byrne comes up to her and goes, I like that dress. And Jennifer Coolidge goes, thanks, I found it on the chain link fence outside the school. <laughs> Although Natasha Rothwell has some good stuff too. Oh, um, Tiffany Haddish, by the way, I love her so much. She's got to watch it, man. She's picking some shit stuff. Listen, I'm worried they're turning. She's much more talented, but they're Rebel Wilson in her. <sighs> like, she's crazed like that. Like, yeah. Just yeah. like, well, and you know, she, the bad thing is that she's also choosing stuff like where she can stretch and do other things which is great but then she chooses like the kitchen yeah i know which was terrible awful yeah that was on a oh oh did i did i tell you my, my quickly my kitchen story mm-hmm. i have not i started watching it on a plane and then i was like i can't do this this yeah. is not good um but i was flying back from portland uh like a month and a half ago visit my sister and the woman in the seat in front of me was playing the kitchen on her phone, no headphones, just draped over the seat back. Power move. I was like, is this real life? Is this real life? You are playing the kitchen. Yeah. And there's like a there's like a attempted rape scene and she's yeah. like, it is up high. Yeah. Watching I I was like, what is going on? The what big, is occurring? The biggest compliment I can give to two of our finest working actors are Elizabeth Moss and Bill Camp. Both basically make their characters work in the kitchen, which again should not is happen. An awful movie, yeah. but uh, they somehow managed to come out of it unscathed. Emos, good for them. Where is Shelley, Elizabeth? But where is Shelley, Elizabeth? Where's Shelley? We love you as a performer. We love you, you have but where's Shelley? Where Shelley? Tell us where Shelley is. Where is she? Megan, do you have anything you like to plug? Uh, Other than our new mics. Oh, okay. I'm plugging our new mics. Faux show. Also, I'm on Instagram at. Murphy Megan, and I don't even like I don't tweet guys. Don't follow me on Twitter, but yeah. please follow me on Instagram. I'm a delightful. Um, you can follow me on Instagram if you want. I'm at Craig Jorzak. It's J O R C Z A K. Um, but you can follow us at the Oscar Should um, on Twitter at the Oscar Should have gone to on Instagram or Facebook. Um, if you like us, it's 2020. You know, make a resolution to rate and review us on iTunes, please. Like, if you're not going to accomplish anything else this year, this decade, 
Uh, rate and review this podcast because you like it. Yeah. Tell you know? us about what you think about the new mics. Yeah. Tell we, us if they sound good. If they sound bad, really tell us. Yeah. Then, we're gonna be then we'll go and we'll go back to the old we'll take way. Out these cans. Um, Craig beforehand was saying that he might just transcribe the, our last 50 episodes and just have each guest. Back yeah. To yeah. Let recreate. me know if I, I actually, uh, one of my wife's very best friends is a stenographer. So maybe I'll pay her to do it. That sounds like a great use And of then we'll money. just have to bring in people to record their episodes sure. we'll just have like 80 page documents has anybody died through. in the internet has anybody gone Ooh, um have any of our guests died well some of so. we do have people that don't some of them i wish were dead right alex guiano <laughs> that's a joke um we do have a couple of people that like like don't live here that we had on episodes so we'd have to fly them out yeah okay it's well, a lot of work but worth you know, it. we got to do it yeah new mics um so yeah, we'll be back uh, the week of the Oscars. So that Monday before the awards uh, and otherwise, thanks for listening and we will talk to you soon. Bye. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you had a good time.